Welcome to NAC Dance Podcast. Bienvenue au balado de danse CNA. In this first of two podcasts, NAC Dance producer Kathy Levy speaks to Associate Artistic Director of Alvin Ailey American Dance Theatre, Masasumi Chaya. Kathy sat down with Masasumi in April while the company was in Ottawa performing here at the National Arts Centre. Dans ce premier de deux épisodes, Kathy Levy converse avec le directeur artistique associé d'Alvin Ailey American Dance Theatre, Masasumi Chaya. L'entretien a eu lieu en avril 2012 à l'occasion du passage au CNA de la compagnie. So I'm here with Masazumi Chaya, the Associate Artistic Director of the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theatre. Welcome. Thank you. Thank so you. happy to have you back in oh, Ottawa, yes. back in well, Canada. All the dancers are very excited. Good. You've danced on our stage several times yes. over the years. Yes. How do you remember where you are? You guys tour so much. It's incredible. I know. Well, Ottawa, the one thing is I remember is that last year, um, I mean, not last year, last time I, we visited was five years ago, as a big, my birthday. So the tire company surprised me in front of a hotel. They wore the T-shirts, happy birthday. Each one had a letter on the oh, back of the T-shirt <laughs> and decorated in the bus. And so oh, I know Ottawa is very, each time I pass through that uh, the canal and say, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. Well, that's a good good memory to oh, associate yeah, totally, with totally. the theater. Now, also, the, this theater is a fantastic thing. Is in that the hallway. I know that many audiences were not able to come backstage, but uh, all those artists' pictures. And uh, every time I come by, you know, I spend thirty minutes just looking at each one. And some people, those artists, I remember singers to in the music, musician to dancers. Oh, that's it's very great. exciting. I hope you've seen Mr. Ailey's picture back there. I think so too. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's. Let's go back because yes. you've been you you came over to uh, New York in the early seventies, I right. believe, from Actually, Japan. Yeah. Tell me about life in Japan and what made you go from Japan to New York. Um, my family, my father was a doctor, my mother was a nurse, so they think I'm going to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. So I prepare for that. I'm studying, and then I don't know what I wanted. To. Suddenly, I I thought I'd like to be involved with theater. So I, I did a dresser job in Japan for five years. And during that time, I was studying dancing, singing, and acting. Then I'm getting a good job for, as a dancer. But as, you know, because I'm getting a good job doesn't mean I'm good because not many male dancers there. I see. So I wanted to find out, you know, am I really good for the dancing or not? So I decided, where else should I go? Then, oh, New York. And I just packed up and then came. And what did your parents have to say about that? Oh, I was not really happy about it much. They think that was a hobby. You know, uh-huh. you know also they thought, uh, actually, my father at that time passed away. So, But my mother thought, you know, I'm going to be just half a year and come back because my visa was only half a year visa. Uh-huh. So she thought I'm going to come back and go back to school. But somehow stayed for seven years. I didn't go back. Not oh, at all. Seven, not at all. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember arriving in New York the first time. It's a daunting experience. Do you remember that feeling? Oh, like, yeah. Did you get off the, the a bus in the middle yeah. of, you know, the yeah. midtown and there you are? Yeah. My gosh. So what did you do first? Uh, well, I uh, came in first and then I, actually I put my luggage in at the bus terminal locker and I tried to find some place to stay. So I didn't know where to stay. So I went to the ima- uh, information desk and then they told me to go to that, this hotel. So I stayed there and then... Uh, I called all the uh, say 
my friend in Japan said, if you're going to go to New York, please take this one for this and this one, you know, all those souvenirs. So I called each one. Only one person showed up in the hotel. <laughs> so happened to be this guy was great、uh, help for me. And then he thought that I shouldn't be staying in a hotel. So, you know, he found that the, his friend, Japanese friend, who painter, he has a good space in、uh, downtown and loft.、Fantastic. So, you know, I can have a partially in the Uh, place in that his、uh, loft. So I stayed there and it started, next day I started taking, taking class. Where were you first taking class? Louisi Jazz Dance Class.、Okay. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> in 48th Street and 8th Avenue. I never forget that place. Oh, wow.、Uh, I, I imagine it doesn't still exist.、Uh, studio exists, but his,、uh, his studio is not anymore. Right. And I, I'm trying to make the connection then. So you start there, and what happened?、Yeah. How do you what end up? At- is, well, then I started taking class. I really wanted to do a Broadway show. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to hang around with every Broadway show every night. And then I, I had run into a dancer who said, you know, these people looking for dancers. You know, so I go to the little concert, little you know, show and stuff I did. And then I happened to be able to do this summer stock,、uh, this、uh, creator. His name's Glover Dale. And he was very、um, popular at the Broadway、uh, show that time. Also, he was one of our assistants for Jerome Robbins. Okay. And so he is doing this show. He asked me to join the part of uh, this uh, summer stock. So I did that. And meanwhile, my friend Michikoka from Japan, he came to New York, started taking class. And then he got.、Uh, Uh, sort of a, he asked by、uh, Karina, who was、uh, Arvin's assistant at that time.、Um, she asked、uh, Oka to come to the audition for Arvin Eddy. And uh, he, they, they liked him. So they asked him to bring somebody who can speak English. <laughs> so I don't speak English that way. Oh, so I arranged、uh, my friend,、uh, who is an、um, American guy, David Frank.、And、so He can go with Oka to ask about contractual stuff. Okay. Then that day, David Frank got sick. Really, <laughs> really sick. Couldn't go. So, all right, I can, few words I know. So I, go, I went with him. And then we were talking to them,、uh, Ivy Clark, who's the executive director of the Eddie Company. And then she asked me, What do you do? I said, Well, I dance too. And then happened to be, she had this New York Times review by Clyde Bond. Okay. Uh, before, actually, I'm sorry, before I go to Summerstock, I danced with the Richard England Company, which has become a later ABT2. And he has a 12 dancers group, a tour group. ABT as in American Ballet Theatre 2. Theatre 2. Okay.、Uh, become. And、uh, that time we called Richard England Repertoire Company. And I danced with him for half a year. And the end of that, the May,、um, I had an opportunity to do a TV special with、uh, Bob Fosse. But、uh, Richard said, no, you can't. Bob Fosse, who we all yeah, know, yeah, of yeah. course, from the big musicals. A, yes. This、uh, TV special called Lies in Z. And then they hired me. But、uh, Richard said, no, you have a New York season coming. I, said, I don't think you can do both. And、uh, so Bob Fosse is a production. I'm sure I should send somebody called Richard. We can delay the、uh, taping later or something. But、uh, Richard said, no, Mr. Chayas, I have to do this New York season. Can't do it. So, Richard called me and then, Chai, I'm sorry this time, but、uh, you, know, you had to do the concert with us. So, that concert, Clyburn saw, and they gave it to me a nice review about me.、Uh-huh. Happened to be that day of an、uh, interview with、uh, Abby Clark. She has the New York Times. 
Uh-huh. And she so all of a sudden, me, she's yeah, reading she's about a, the guy who's in the job. I said, "Yes." Then they, she said, "Why don't why didn't you come to the audition?" I said, "I was in Massachusetts doing a summer stock." And she said, "Why don't you come back tomorrow or uh, call back?" So I came back, and then Michiko and I they hired me both at the same time. Was Mr. Ailey at the audition that yes. day? And what do you remember about the first time you saw him? He oh, first of all, he was uh, uh, he was wearing brown. Sweater with the long hair, with a neat hat, and uh, he. We we had the uh, audition in this uh, eighty school, happened to be Studio A, which is uh, eighty school. At that time, you know, I, I mean, renovated old church building. They made a studios. A is the first floor, B is the second floor, C is the third floor, and the A studio is has a stage, a little stage. So he was sitting edge of a stage. Looking at us, <laughs> that's what I remember very. I'm in the very beginning. Even I didn't know who is Alvin Eddy. Uh-huh. He is, you know, because. But I saw the concert, uh, and um, uh, beginning of the spring, and uh, Richard England Company. When I was dancing, uh, one of my ballet teacher Benjamin Harkavy told me to I should go to the Eddy Company. So I saw the concert. So I know, but I was not sure who in Alvin. Early as a person, you know, what looked like and stuff. <clears throat> but, Do you think those people suggested you went to see his work because they saw something in your dancing that would be a good fit or more because they knew you'd love the show? I, it's really, I look back and always said by somebody, my life is, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, even that I went to see the Eddie concert is, uh, the guy gave to me the space in the loft, the Japanese painter said, you know, I heard this uh, Alvin Eddie's really, really good dance company, you should go to see it. Mm-hmm. So I went to City Center and bought the tickets. Mm-hmm. So I went to that concert and then I'm, I'm third row center. I mean, sitting, I'm so excited. I'm looking around and then I didn't see any one black person in the entire house. Wow. So I said, well, wait a minute, I thought that this is black dance company, but it's an audience. And everybody, jewelry, earring, necklace, and a shawl. I said, wow, everybody's dressed up. And the house got dark, curtain goes up, everybody starts screaming. Then the line dance, line of the dancer comes in. First time, Polish folk dance team came to the United States. <laughs> with the tumbling and flower and the red boots. Wow. I said, Oh my God, what is this? And the, I could not get up in the middle of the... You know, so I just watched Fast Act. I went back to that the box office and said, Alvinelli, Alvinelli, I want to see Alvinelli. So, oh, they're performing at the theater and five blocks away. So I run. I mean, happened to be that was their intermission. So I don't have a ticket, but the, and you know, New York, everybody in that intermission outside the streets. So I slowly, I walked to him with them. And I saw the revelations. That was my revelation experience. Oh and, then, I, and what was that audience like? Oh, the, the mix of the Asian, black, white. Some kids. jewelry, yeah. no jewelry. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's. I, I, I never forget that. The goose pimple all over the place. Oh, in my there. gosh. Oh, my God. You know, that was my early experience, first okay. time. Um, but uh, what happened is the uh, City Center at that time produced so many different theaters programs. So they sell them one box office for several different people's tickets. So we're talking early 70s. Yeah, 71. So the, com- so the company's been around for just over 10 years, yeah. but already yeah, making... Yeah, they're talking about... Already making a stir. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. So within a few weeks from that, you're then, then auditioning. Uh, and yeah, part actually, of the- yeah, actually, I, so that summer I did dance with the Richard England Company. And then next year, with the, actually, with the August as a translator, actually. Okay. <laughs> then they asked me to, you know, 
company asking me to join the company. It was in 1972, June. Okay, and were you upset about the Bob Fosse opportunity passing you by? Very beginning, you know. <laughs> I mean, especially I saw the concert, I mean, TV specialist. Oh, my God, Liza Minnelli in the center and all the dancers dancing. So I said, oh, I missed it. But... Uh, but did you ever think, okay, I'm at a crossroads now, I either have to go this way or that way? Or once you were with Ailey, was it just, this is where I am? Yeah, because what happened is Richard England Company also, uh, they actually pay me to dance, which is, uh, in, in Japan is very, you know, I, I did so many dancing, get some money, uh, teaching some money, you know, it's dancing is really not really kind of not really job then. So now I have insurance. <laughs> you know, the Incredible. place to every morning you get up and the place to go and take a class. And it was just um, like almost a dream. So you, in some way, did you know then that your future was going to be with Ailey? Not did you really. have that feeling though? No, really. But at the, now look back, and then this was 1972. By 1974, we are middle of uh, uh, changing a ballet master and a ballet mistress. We didn't have a rehearsal director, and uh, almost half a year. And that time, uh, Arby asked uh, Miss Jameson, Mr. Daddy Williams, and uh, Mari Kajiwara, and me to take care of a uh, rehearsal. So now look back as, oh, Arby's maybe thought something about me different way, not just a dancer. Uh, because um, whenever I have a time, I sit down in the corner of the watch everybody's rehearsal. And uh, I kind of catch everybody's step. Hmm. Yeah, so. so somewhere he knew that. Yeah, I tell guess me, so. Tell me about what you what you knew of of the man. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here talking to you now. I can tell you're very open. You're very friendly. Uh, Was he like that as well? Did you oh, have totally, a good friendship? Totally. Well, first thing is, uh, you know, I call Mr. Ellie, which is he said, please, child, don't call me Mr. Ellie. Call me Alvin. Said, yes, Mr. Ailey. I said, no, don't call me. <laughs> you know, that, that you referred to him as Mr. Ailey uh, earlier always, in always. our discussion. That's yeah, but uh, he always called, you know, dancer to call him Alvin. Alvin. Yeah. Okay. Then, then he and he comes every rehearsal, even not his uh, rehearsal, but he just watch what we do. He doesn't say to the in- individually too much, uh, you know, guiding any anything like that. But it's somehow the tire can be that time only we have uh, eighteen dancers. They all wanted to dance for him. I, I got feeling, you know, that time Miss Jameson's there, Dudley's there. It's just amazing people there. But they're always for him, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. And then, but just we, everybody loved him. Because most of the time, I didn't know, but uh, all the other dancers came to uh, uh, join the Eddie companies because they wanted to work with him. Sure. You know, I, I just happened to be there, you know, in a way. I guess, I guess many of them were from New York or yeah. around New York. They had heard of him in oh, a totally. different way than perhaps totally. you had been exposed. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And what about the creation? You must have been, uh, I mean, so many of his works were made you during know, those, those yeah. periods. He, he said uh, one day, he said his most creative uh, energy was 70, 71. Uh, he's doing it two weeks, making three ballets, four ballets. And after, when I joined the company, uh, that rep stays quite a long time. So I, he's, he was not, he didn't choreograph that many. So not a, after, after, after 1971, 71, I yeah, see. 72 on, uh, Hidden Rights came up and the one year or sometimes skip a year. Um, but why he why won- was that? Why? Was I he just he, tired? No, he I well? think he's very smart to company to be repertoire company. So if something happened to him, company can exist still with just one choreographer's company. And uh, I think that was the key 
still this company, you know, Mr. Eddie passed away in 89. Still, we keep going because of our repertoire. Um, he, I thought he was very smart. He was very smart, instead of just one, only his work. So he was making room for oh, others. Yeah. yeah, and then creating a the really interesting program, um, repertoire because it's not necessarily he was looking for hit ballets, but something a, a dancer can en- enjoy, also audience, audience can enjoy, also educate. This type of dance also exists and what we do with it. You know, so I, I think the balance was he was very smart. Can you um, elaborate on what you mean by this kind of dance can exist? Which, which is, uh, you know, sometimes we did really downtown in a, uh, dance, something that's uh, just musical. And we just go running around, stop to, you know, of course, Revolution 2. We get Hans Vamanon piece, the John Butler's, you know, Camina Bologna comes in. It's really, and also... Right before I joined the company, I saw that they, in one of those December seasons, the 80 season, one of Canadian choreographers work called Time of Mind, which I'd love to bring back one day. I forgot his name, but uh, it's a fantastic dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll find out what the, his name is. It's a very familiar title. It'll, it'll come to me <laughs> as well while we're talking, I'm sure. But he, his company was obviously, well, at least from my perspective, I mean, I first saw the company when Judith Jameson was you yeah, know, yeah, the big yeah. star and dancing in Revelations. I think I saw them in Montreal or Toronto uh, in the early 80s, I guess. And I always had a sense that it was a company that was really trying to put um, black dancers or black dance right. At the forefront, yeah. would you say that that's we, that that's true? Or? We, we once program titled "Black Black Experience," uh, which is uh, it's not necessary to. Uh, uh, I don't think he was making a statement, but he one day one day one of the interview he said once black dancer come on stage that may already statement itself. You know, so all right, we're not doing protesting or anything like that, but. I, we come on and they we're gonna say about our culture, what that treated by friends, love, hate, anything that's become a, a angry or that's become a statement itself. It's not necessary to say oh, we're gonna be civic like you know, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, he was very smart. He always wanted us to be a you or me or him or just have to be individual. And because he always believed that only one person in the world. Already very special there. Why don't you show that? And he always, um, I, I tell all, all, also that the dancer now, because he told me, use my step and then show yourself. Hmm. That was his idea about uh, his company. So if uh, people, you know, of course, I, I never been south and I never been saw that the wood wall church. I never saw baptized men. And I mean, I have no idea what it was, but I'm doing dancing in Revelations. Um, but uh, he didn't want me to uh, imitate something, but he honestly hear the music and then do the step right and then watch people around, you know, then learn from there, you know. So imagine, imagination get bigger. And I mean, of course, I try to read a book and try to some movies there and then I'm going to see, oh, that may be, or you know, maybe that way to smell like that, or you know, something like that. I, you know, imagine. But then I guess he liked it to my those uh, research also. Of course. How many? Um, I mean, you were obviously uh, a 
coming from Japan, a different uh, different origin from some of the people in the company, as was your colleague. Was the company fairly mixed or were you and your colleague sort of the only two? In the third, you know, Okanmi and the Marikajero, who is, uh, uh, we call Nisei, which is the second generation of Japanese. So she doesn't, only a few words in Japanese, but, um, and then uh, we have... So her parents would have yes. moved already to America. And okay. we have, when I joined the company, more than eight white dancers. Balance was uh, almost 50, 50% okay. of uh, black dancers in the Okay. Uh, was our friend Kenny Pearl uh, part of the company of when course. you joined as yeah. well? Uh, he was the nicest person. <laughs> Probably he still is. You know, that time I never heard this vegetarian. And, uh, Kenny is a vegetarian, so he doesn't eat uh, meat. I say, why? I like, <laughs> I like meat, you know, but that's okay. Kenny. And then when I joined the company, he was very friendly. Uh, also that the, I have to learn in the two weeks, like, I have to learn, I think it's close to eight different ballet or 13, something like that, because we were ready to go on a tour. And then Kenny every day taught me uh, all the repertoire, and especially streams, which we're doing in Canada this time, a uh, section called Danza. He taught me that. And Kenny taught you that. Kenny, of course, for our listeners who might not know, has a great Canadian connection. He was uh, uh, the artistic director of Toronto Dance Theatre for several years and is still a very prominent teacher and important influence on younger generations of dancers totally. in Toronto. And what happened is uh, he's a... a good token white uh, Jewish boy as part yeah, of the yeah, Albert yeah. American yeah. Dance Theatre. We love that. And he's tall. And then, so it's, he's a Beautiful very dancer. striking uh, looking guy. Yeah. Uh, and then plus, you know... Because he's tall and the big guy, but uh, sweetest, sweetest. Yeah. And uh, um, it, one of those dancers, if, or uh, more like a, one of those people, something you see, uh, something you like, or he really uh, give a compliment, you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's usually, you know, he's a senior member. He doesn't have to say to me, say, that's good, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or... Getting better, or yeah. but he was really uh, made made us really feel good. That's great. You talked about uh, learning a lot of the ballets that yeah. um, Alvin Ailey had already created, and I'm just wanting to go back to the idea of when he came in to make a new ballet. Uh-huh. Were were you given um, a special role there, or was the, were there <coughs> special parts that were created with you in mind uh, uh, over the years? Or yeah, one of the dance called phases. Yeah, that's really. Phases I liked it was because uh, right after he has a nervous breakdown, he's a um, early 80s, he has a real problem. And he came back and then really everybody waiting for what he's going to do, what he's going to do. Uh, that dance, uh, he gave to me a duet and then en- ending a section has a little s- nice uh, main section for giving me some part in there. And then I had a great time. Uh, because of that, uh, uh, before... I was sometimes uh, helping him, you know, he said, check count for me in this and the stuff. So, hidden rights also that the, uh, oh, hidden rights, when he created. Human rights? Hi- hidden. Hidden, hidden rights. Uh, created uh, this section, ritual uh, ballet, and then this is something, a uh, uh, blessing uh, ground, you know, with feather hat and then uh, made for Kenny. Actually, oh wow! And then I got the um, understudy him. Okay. Yeah. Then, then after that, and then when I start dancing, of course he's tall and long arms, and then there's a short Japanese kids with the short <laughs> arms, short leg. So he changed for me my way. Nice. But uh, I had a wonderful time with working with him. That. That's a very wonderful connection, also to Kenny. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's he great. was beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful dancer. And I'm sure you were too. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. Um, now tell me, you mentioned, I have to go back to this, you mentioned Ailey had a nervous breakdown. It yeah. was a hard time for him in the 80s. Can can you tell us a little bit about what was going on then? I, I think it's a, a combination of uh, frustration of, uh, uh, you know, he have to obligated to create a new work for uh, every day, every year or every other year. And plus uh, there's a... Uh, we have a board member and we have to raise the money and then balance of the spending and then raising money is off. And he was not really quite happy about uh, involving um, uh, fundraising much. He does that, but it's not like uh, Miss Jameson. She loves, okay, what, how much do you need? She go and she go to the lunch, she go to dinner, she go to, she go to the meeting and she raised the money for company. And Alvin was not quite... Uh, mm. Uh, comfortable doing that uh, but he's very friendly to everybody but uh, some way a little different you know so I, I think it's his uh, uh, pressure on him for running a company and financially it was really hard I think that's made uh, Difficult. I don't think people realize how much work it really is. They think, oh, oh he's you know an artistic director. That's great. Oh. They make the work and go oh, no. on tour. What a glamorous right. life! But it really is a very stressful yeah, life. It's, uh, because uh, you know when the budget is done and then uh, it's uh, choreographer comes and I want to have this set, this costume, this music. We call every lawyer, every agent to get the right. Then uh, the fee, pay fee, and then royalty for every performance. It's it's not uh, free anything. No, for sure. Uh, so what he have to do is he had to meet people, and then even don't want to have a dinner. He had to eat with them, uh, you know, for the company. So and and unlike a lot of companies, I mean, this is a company that has been dedicated also to being on the road. Yeah. And you're touring everywhere still. I mean, that must have been at at its height in those days when you were playing in. All kinds of different centers, probably going by buses and trains oh, totally. and planes yeah. to all kinds of different places. I mean, that's a huge and, and a, a fantastic gift to give to many people, but right. also very stressful. Yeah. Oh, totally. And uh, you know, one of the the tour we're doing a thirteen weeks tour. You know, we are we do now eight weeks, or and then we have a break, then go back to again for another say five or six weeks. But that time straight to thirteen weeks. It's a long, you know. Most companies tour. would would be thrilled to have two or three weeks. Right. You know, you guys are still, the momentum of the company yeah. is still incredible. And then Mr. Eddie traveled with us almost every, 90% of. And 10% he didn't come because he had to stay with this, this person going to give a million dollars. You have to meet, you know, one right. of those situations. But other than that, he traveled with us. He watched every performance. So even I go to the different theater and sometimes elderly uh, crew member remember Mr. Eddie. Hmm. It just amazed me. And, uh, and he's very friendly to the stage crew, <clears throat> go around the stage and talking to them, props man, to you know, order of people. He was special. That's all for this edition of NAC Dance Podcast. Join us next time for part two of the conversation with Masasumi Chaya. Ceci conclut le premier épisode de Balado dans Siena. Revenez-nous pour la dernière partie de cet entretien avec Masasumi Chaya. Please send us your comments and questions. Faites-nous part de vos questions et commentaires. You can email us at nacpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget you can subscribe to NAC Podcast by visiting nacpodcast.ca. And you can also find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. 
N'oubliez pas que vous pouvez vous abonner à nos balados en vous rendant sur le site baladocna.ca. L'accès est également gratuit à partir de la section balado de la boutique musicale iTunes. Danse CNA du Canada vous dit à la prochaine. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's NAC Dance.